Welcome to HXGN Radio. This is your host, Adam Spring. Thank you for joining us today for today's podcast episode on GNSS, Ensuring a Certain Future, brought to you by Leica Geosystems. Leica Geosystems has been pioneering solutions to measure the world for almost 100 years. Leica Geosystems is well known as a manufacturer of the world's best total stations. It is less known for the first civil high-precision GPS receiver, which was developed by Vilt in 1985. The 30th anniversary of the development of GNSS gives us reason to look into the future. In today's podcast, we are talking with Bernhard Richter, who is GNSS Business Director at Leica Geosystems. Okay, so Bernhard, what is your current role in Leica Geosystems? Uh, the job title is Business Director, but let me explain what Business Director actually means at Leica Geosystems. I'm heading the product management group for GNSS survey products since almost 10 years now. And what we do is we define the market needs and together with our R&D departments in Leica, here, Leica Switzerland, we try to bring these ideas into reality. Okay, so can you describe briefly how your customers utilize G, uh, GNSS and can you also give some examples? There, there is a large number of, of applications. So it starts as simple as um, mapping the terrain or staking out roads or staking out buildings. But GNSS is also the perfect tool for hydrographic surveys, for example, or uh, seismic surveys. Okay, so can you sort of expand on that and say why that would be useful, like the hydrographic survey end of things <coughs> and stuff like that? So GNSS is one big advantage over terrestrial measurement systems, and this is you don't need the line of sight uh, between your, your station A, where you measure from, to, to your rover station. So you're independent of this, and you can go 10, 15, 20, 30 miles away from the base station. Okay. And there's, so there's also a lot of talk about the need for future-proof systems. So in simple terms, what is changing, and why do we need to worry about the legacy of a receiver, say, becoming obsolete? So I, I'd like to take a step back here and think for what reason GPS and cloners and for what reason those systems are actually built. And they are military systems. So they're, they're built for one reason, to position a military vehicle or a, a soldier, for example. So the civil or the public user segment has very infl little influence of what's happening. There is GPS, Beidou, cloners, they issue so-called ICD documents, interface control documents, and on the first page it says, this document is subject to change. And the, the public domain has no influence on those changes, and we simply uh, can only react if things change. And they do change. In the past, um, Galileo changed the signal structure completely, and this means your legacy receivers suddenly cannot track the signals anymore. It's just like an old 2G modem, cellular modem, cannot pick up UMTS signals, for example. So we need to follow very fast on what's going, going on in the, in the space segment, actually. Very interesting. So essentially what you're saying is it's, it's iterative solutions that are basically in place there. Nothing's ever static. Things are constantly changing yeah, in that world. It's a highly dynamic environment, the, the field of GNSS. Okay. So how are the needs of high-precision GNSS users likely to change over the next decade, do you think? Well, I think the basic needs, they'll always be the same. A user wants to measure as many points 
as possible. Because this is his bread and butter and this is how he makes his money. And of course, to, be, to have highly um, high-performing equipment, you need to track all the signals that are out there. So on the other hand, the user doesn't need to worry about all these complex stuff in reality. So the equipment we build have to be smarter and smarter and do all these complex, uh, this complex processing in the background, basically. Okay. Kind of feeding into that, so how do you solve the problem to provide future-proof hardware? So can you look into the future to a certain extent? Yeah, I, I think no one can, can look into the future. And even uh, government officials who design the program don't know what's, what's happening. Because if the political situation changes, programs will be delayed, programs are accelerated. So it all really depends on the people who are in power because they decide what's going to happen. Mm. So, um, of course, not even the government officials know what will happen tomorrow. And the strategy we have is very simple. So we have, um, we call it future-proof products, and our products, the so-called GNSS engine, which is the core of tracking the signals, can simply be replaced. So it's like changing the oil filter on a car. It's as simple as that. So the, the user doesn't have to throw away his entire receiver and his data logger and, and all his accessories. It's just bringing it basically to service centers. And if the signal structure changes so much that you, that you need a new measurement engine, uh, we can replace it. And we do this strategy since, since more than 10 years, and we do it very successful. And we are still the only one doing this this way. So similar to high-tech industries, we see st a strong price erosion in the GNSS industry. Do you believe that Asian manufacturers will eventually win, similar to the fact that most TVs are produced in China today? So, so this indeed is, is one of the biggest challenges we actually have. So one thing is clear, we cannot compete on price here with the Chinese manufacturers. And um, I really think we, the only protection is innovation. So we not only have to be one step ahead, we have to be two steps ahead of the, of the competition. And I also see it from, from a positive angle because it accelerates innovation. It pushes us to think out of the box and do actually more than just um, making a, a GNSS receiver. I really think the key to differentiate is creativity because it's a lot harder to copy creativity. And the future will be in sense of fusion. Huh? It will not just be a GNSS receivers. IMUs, the prices of the IMU come down to a level that it's affordable for a surveyor. Um, imaging technology is migrating into uh, GNSS rovers. So sense of fusion is certainly key here, but also uh, internet technologies like telematics, right? You always want to be online. You want to provide local apps to your customers. So the services will also be very important and a central, play a central role in the way what equipment can, can actually do. And those services are also quite hard to, to copy, I think, because it, it needs creativity.
Okay, and are there other considerations a manufacturer needs to consider apart from mastering GNSS signals to provide world-class survey equipment? Well, w one thing is, of course, to provide good electronics, but that's not everything. We need to protect the electronics. So uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge to build a housing around. It has to be small, it has to be light, but it also has to be 100% um, uh, waterproof. And I think we do this, we as, as Swiss, we do this with Swiss perfection and the love for all details. So we, we build receivers to, to avoid the electronic boards breaking and protect them against uh, water. We are using high-performing plastics. We, we're using compensation valves or when you have you always have pressure difference when you have temperature difference you take the receiver out of the car it's probably 20 degrees colder out there then the pre the the air condenses and you have a different pressure inside and this would suck in water and that's very very bad if air and water comes in because corrosion is really bad to the electronic boards if that starts once they in five, six months, the receiver will be dead. So we, we need to not only build the best electronics, we also need to build the best housing around so that the customer doesn't need to worry where he takes his equipment. They, they don't take care. They throw it on the back of a truck. We just need to build it that way that it survives. So this is certainly another challenge. So you're not just building precise instruments, you're building precise instruments that operate in the real world, in real world conditions. That, that is the, the key to that customers buy you a second time. That's, okay. That's for sure. We appreciate your time today, Bernhard. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Adam. You can learn more about Leica Geosystems at leicageosystems.com. Tune in to more episodes from HXGN Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud at hxgnradio.com or visit hxgnnews.com for more stories from Hexagon's global network of brands. Thank you for listening.